I love this time of year. Yes, it's the NFL playoffs, so obviously I love this time of year, but especially when it comes to bringing on guests, talking about football, because there's so much going on in the world of sports right now, especially in a week like we had. Which, by the way, guys, I'll get to this. It's Maybe not tonight, but if I don't get to it tonight, I'll get to it Sunday. Everything I've ever known about sports came like crashing down around me this week. It's been wild. It's been a wild ride. But with all the news, with everything going on, there's so much to talk about, so many questions. I mean, I have a laundry list of questions here that I'm not going to be able to get through for our guest who joins us in the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, covers all things NFL at NFL.com. Is Eric Edholm joining us on the hotline. Eric, appreciate you giving us some time, man. Happy New Year to you. Hope it's off to a good start, and hope you're looking forward to some playoffs this weekend. Yeah, same for you. Yeah, dealer's choice with the storylines, like you said. There's uh, <laughs> so much. You fill a whole segment, and not even mention the playoffs. That's how big it is. I was so. gonna say you, you got you got you got an hour you can give me tonight, Eric. I mean, we could just uh, keep going. <laughs> I got a beer. I got to crack pretty soon here, but uh, we're good for a bit. That's fair yeah. enough. That's fair enough. Well, I'll start. Um, I guess with, with just the matchup tomorrow here with concerning the Browns. And obviously, Joe Flacco has exceeded all of our expectations since joining the team in Week 12. Is there any reason that fans should feel Flacco will suddenly like turn into a pumpkin and just not play at a high level and things will just unravel on him tomorrow? No, enjoy the ride, right? I mean, even if that does happen, which, look, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs, but... No, I, I don't think people should go into this game with some fear that the you know the Texans are going to turn into the uh, you know the '85 Bears suddenly. They have some good <laughs> players, obviously. I mean, Will Anderson, you know, has been tremendous. Uh, Jonathan Grenard coming back, and um, you know, and players, certain players in the secondary have stepped up. I mean, Stingley is, has made some interceptions, still gives up some plays, but you know, playing better it seems. And so they have some guys who can, you know accomplish some some turnovers I mean that's really what they they try to do they try to hit you and they try to turn the ball over uh, now Joe's had interceptions as you know but other than the Bears game I can't really think of too many that really actually hurt the team so that's the I guess the biggest worry is that you know you know he's sort of a higher risk higher reward kind of quarterback anyway you know there is the chance of even the first half against the Jets there are a few shaky moments before you know, ringing up all those those yards and points. With all the guys that are going to be back for the Texans, just how different are you expecting this game to be from Week 16? And who is who are you picking to win? Yeah, I mean, obviously CJ's the the biggest difference maker, yeah. right? I mean, he's you know, I I watched him Week One against the Ravens and, and thought he had a decent performance. Or then Week Two against the Colts, I thought, whoa, okay, <laughs> now we're talking and. Really, every week since then, other than the two he missed with concussion, which was right in that that window there, he's been pretty special, man. And, you know, doing things that at times I think he held back at Ohio State. And so he's going to come in there with, you know, already feeling like a second-year player. I think there's going to be a lot of confidence. You know, this Browns defense is obviously exceptional. You could argue Ravens or Browns. I think either one have a claim for being the best defense in the NFL. And, you know, so that's that's a good place to start. And he will take some sacks. I mean, that's the thing that I think if, you know, that Jim's licking his chops at is that if he can send the right pressures at the rookie and, and not let him get that back foot down on those, those, those deep balls that are so, you know, on point that especially last week, but yeah, if you can prevent him from getting those, those deeper drops and those vertical shots, that's, that's really the key to the game. I think the Browns win, but you know, 
Money Hopkins out too. That scares me a little in a road playoff game. Talk with Eric Edholm on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore Edholm. Uh, it's been, we'll get back to the Browns, the playoffs here in a minute, but it's been one of the craziest weeks of football news in my lifetime. I'm sure in yours as well. And I'm going to be honest, Eric, like I'm having a hard time coping on some level because everything that my football loving self has ever known has involved like Nick Saban and Bill Belichick and even Pete Carroll on some level to some capacity. Just what was your reaction to all the massive changes that took place this week? I mean, I, you know, I thought of it. Obviously, we've been kind of leading to that road. I know Saban, the, the rumors started coming out Monday. And so by that point, Belichick was already in limbo. And, you know, I did sort of think about those two. But I put it in terms of my own career. I was like, man, I started kind of doing this stuff right about when Belichick took over in New England. And, you know, one team. I've Heck, where, how many places have I been since then? You know, so yeah. it, it's pretty amazing and I think he's going to be singular in terms of anybody in the next you know couple of decades I don't think well you know Mike Tomlin obviously his longevity is is you know getting close to that but you know having the same level of success Mike ain't there yet and you know Nick with as the college version of Belichick I mean since so eight they've been a machine they haven't lost more than two games in a season since then I mean you know it just like it's it's like Bud Wilkinson in the 40s. Like people are going to look back and say, how did he do it in in that era of football? So just two of the goats. And like you said, Pete almost got sort of pushed to the side a little bit. I feel bad for him. He's <laughs> he an did. incredible coach, college really and did. NFL. So it's crazy. But yeah, yeah. like you said, three tight three three Titans. You know, moving on and or retiring. Yeah, was and what's interesting about Carroll too is he of those three. He's the only one who's won a championship uh, at both yep. levels, right? And he goes yeah. completely under the radar because the other two end up sort of moving on in the same week. Belichick, yep. though, it sounds like there's a future for him coaching somewhere in the NFL. Where do you think he ends up? The two places that make the most sense to me, like if I'm sitting there on Belichick watch trying to figure out where his next move would be, First of all, I would say think ownership first. I think he's got to have the right relationship with the owner. Obviously, we saw with the drama with the the crafts, and that has been, you know, coming to a head for a while now. Uh, the last three years have been tough, but it's gone longer than that. So I think there's always been a mutual respect with Arthur Blank in Atlanta. Um, I don't know that for sure, but I think so. And, you know, it makes sense. Blank has always been infatuated with those big-name coaches, even – while hiring the Dan Quinns and Mike Smith of the world and Arthur Smith. And, you know, he once wanted Joe Gibbs back in the day. He tried to get Bill Parcells to be his football czar. And it would be a fascinating, you know, third attempt. He got close with Parcells, but, you know, that, that would be interesting. The other, I don't know if it's too obvious or not obvious enough or what, but, you know, if, if Mike McCarthy loses this weekend. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying, Jerry's been on record as saying, like, he regretted not hiring Belichick back in the day. And they did talk, but, man, wouldn't that be incredible? Because obviously Parcells was there, too, and I wonder, you know, if it would be a similar relationship. But, man, just just something incredible to, to ponder. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, we talk about storylines just this week and going into the weekend. Like, that has been one that's kind of emerged here this week, that now going yeah. into the weekend – really has kind of raised the stakes on on that Packers-Cowboys game. Oh, uh, yeah. 
It's it, that that's going to be like that. I think that to me is like maybe the second best storyline of the weekend behind the return of Matt Stafford to Detroit yep. thing. So yeah, th- those those are going to be two really really important games to watch unfold this weekend, and we certainly will talk about those here in a second. But real quick on the one last thing in the coaching carousel. What about Jim Harbaugh? Is the smoke with the Chargers real, or is this going to be another bluff by Harbaugh? I'm kind of in the camp that I think he's moving on, especially with the NCAA breathing on his neck with potential sanctions and all these things. But every year it seems like we have this conversation. He ends up staying uh, with the Wolverines. Yeah, I mean, it was, I think, a little different last time, obviously. He was pretty close to the Vikings. Uh, You know, it was was really interesting. And then all of a sudden he says no. They quickly pivot to to O'Connell. Boom, it's done. And, you know, Jim could kind of see the walls sort of closing in, but not just from the NCAA, from the Big Ten, too. So it's like, you know, he's got a good opponent every single week. He's got, you know, the the, the conference and then also the, the college football gods coming after him. So, yeah, I wonder if he's not, you know, if this championship isn't the perfect time to just say, adios, boys. You know, <laughs> have fun with NIL and transfer portal. I'm <laughs> I'm going elsewhere. So yeah, I think the Chargers make the most sense to just, you know, he's got California roots. Obviously, I mean, he's you know he was with the Raiders to start his NFL coaching career, and um, you know, turn around the USD program when his first year as head coach before he went to Stanford. So yeah, you know, I think his wife's family's from there as well. And if you're the Chargers and you've been mired in this like disappointing funk for however long and you desperately want to get a foothold with LA fans, like this is kind of a big move. So it makes, it checks a lot of boxes off, I think, because you put him with Herbert. I think it's really, really interesting. A few more minutes with Eric at home, NFL.com covers all things NFL. You can follow him again on Twitter at Eric underscore at home. Uh, what's your favorite matchup of the weekend here on wild on super wildcard weekend? Yeah, well, obviously the two you mentioned, I think, are, are I, this. First of all, just step back and look. This is we've had years where we've kind of grumbled and groaned, and okay, let's just get to the divisional round. This is a good slate of games. Yeah. Every single one of them has some kind of angle or drama. You know, Stroud and Flacco, and now this AJ Brown drama is uh, cranking up before Monday night, and their disappointing fall. I mean, there's so much, but yeah, Rams at Detroit and Packers-Cowboys suddenly have some spice, too. So I would say with the Rams, like, I, I think their receivers are going to give that Detroit secondary a lot of trouble. I mean, I don't know if they can win. That Their kicking situation is a little dicey. You know, their their defense can only do so much. But something tells me, I mean, I don't know. Other people are picking it, too, I'm sure. But I feel like they're going to give Detroit everything they can handle, especially if Laporta can't give them a lot or go at all, for that matter. I really want to see Dallas and Detroit rematch in the in the divisional yeah. round. So I'm like really hoping Detroit wins. I'm putting, I hear you. Yeah, I, just because the way that game ended the first time around, it would be like that'd be three or two weeks in a row of like really good matchups in the wild card round, and then those two meet again in the the divisional round. Like sign me up for that 100. percent The script writers are on it, man. You know, like they're watching. <laughs> they're watching. They knew it from the beginning exactly. They yeah, had it mapped out. It's all part of the you know. On the other side, Baltimore obviously was playing really good football down the stretch, and and they go beat the 49ers. Like they they certainly opened some eyeballs to to what they're able to do and how good of a team that they are. But am I wrong in thinking like the AFC, especially if the Browns advance and play Baltimore, a team that they're so familiar with, like it kind of feels like this AFC 
is more wide open than it's been in a in a long, long time going into the postseason. Am I wrong in that assessment? How do you kind of feel about that side of things? Yeah, no, I think I think you're on to something too. I mean, if we're talking for barely talking about the Chiefs as a as a title contender or you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, the Dolphins were were really good early in the year. I mean, I don't think that matchup is getting anybody thinking like one of them is going to advance to the Super Bowl, but you have the Browns and you have the Bills who are, you know, usually if you're, if you have that one wild card team that you think, wow, this team could do some damage. I think we have too. Uh, so, and again, it's not like the Dolphins couldn't, but you know, what we've seen recently, it's really hard to, you know, imagine them walking into Arrowhead on that, on that cold turf and doing what needs to take to win. But yeah, I really think the Browns have such a fascinating mix. Yeah, I can't believe the season they've had, given the injuries and everything, how everything's unfolded. But they're here, and they're real. And I think the the Bills fall into – they're like the, the, the strange, dark cousin of the Browns, right? And they do it in different ways, but there's that same kind of synergy there. So, yeah, those are the two teams, along with, you know, the heavyweights that – that, that can really make some noise. I think the AFC playoffs would be great. You already kind of alluded to this when we talked about the Texans-Browns matches specifically and kind of the way you're leaning, but how far, before we get to some further down the line picks and things here, how far do you see the Browns advancing? Yeah, I mean, obviously if you, you win this one, you know, you have to kind of see how it all shakes out or whatever, but you know, if they go out, go back to Baltimore, is there, is there a team better equipped to, to go beat them in that spot? They've already done it once. I know, you know, Deshaun played a whale of a second half and then, you know, was gone. <laughs> it was like, poof, yeah. he's gone, right? <laughs> uh, but, you know, who's to say Joe couldn't have that kind of game there? What a story that would be. I mean, it would be unbelievable. So, yeah, I mean, it's do I, would I necessarily pick them? Probably not. But would I be shocked if it happened? No. So, again, hard to really know without knowing the matchups and who's going to win and stuff. But, you know, with some, some – two lower seeds that are a little bit dangerous, you know, that maybe mixes up the, uh, you know, the home field a little bit. All right. So give me your NFC championship game and your AFC championship game matchups. Yeah. I, uh, it's tough. Cause I, I could see the winner of that Rams lions game going on yeah. a run. I really could. I can't decide. It's like the, when you fill out your NCAA bracket and you're like, <laughs> I know that team is going to win the second game. I just don't know who's going to win Senior guard play, one. really good defense. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. So, yeah, I like both those teams a lot. They're not perfect, but I think they're the, the winner of that game. I'll cheat. The winner of that game at the Niners is how I think it's going to go. And then on the AFC side, whew, maybe, maybe Bills at Ravens. I like that. I like the sound of that. Maybe. All right, and then I'll get you out of here. The the big three here to wrap us up. Your Super Bowl matchup, your winner of the Super Bowl, and give me a Super Bowl MVP as well. All right, so preseason, I think I picked Dallas over the Ravens. I think that was my pick. Uh, and I, yeah, I said Dallas's defense was going to, you know, beat Lamar or something like that. And, well, Dallas's defense isn't quite the unit it was at the beginning of the season. I don't think they have enough to get there, obviously, as I've said. But I do think Lamar has a chance to, to, to make some noise in these playoffs. I think 2019 is still kind of ringing in the back of his head and John's head, and I think they can, uh, I think they can beat the 49ers if they win again. And if it's, not, if it's not, then it's the Lions or Rams, one of those teams. 
He's Eric at home. He covers the NFL for NFL.com. You can read his work there. You can also follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore at home. He, he put up a piece recently here about just some of the big storylines going into that Packers-Cowboys game. And as we kind of talked about in this interview, some uh, high stakes potentially for Mike McCarthy as uh, his job could be on the line. So, Eric, you know I always appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much. Enjoy the games this weekend, and most importantly, enjoy that beer you're about to go crack open. Oh, it's going to taste good in a second, man. Thanks. (laughs) Have a great night. You too, Eric. Thank you, man. Good stuff. He joined us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Some great analysis there. He says he has the Browns winning here. And he wasn't so willing to pick him against Baltimore, but he said if they, they're they probably the most quick team to do so. We'll react to that also when we get back. Would you choose, would you choose to root for the Steelers this weekend? Even though it was your biggest rival, if it meant that potentially it works out for the Browns down the line here in the postseason. We'll do all that next. And then we got Hot Take Friday on the other side, 1040, right here on 92.3 The Fan.